Hey, everybody. I'm Gayla Zos, and welcome to episode number five of the Simple Marketing Academy podcast. This week is a Marketing 101 week, which means I'll be interviewing someone I know who offers marketing-related product services or advice. The goal is for you to learn the basics, how to be a smart buyer of those products, services, or advice, and to be able to figure out whether those things might be a good fit for your business. In this episode, I talked to Lee Williams, the owner of Amaranth Designs, a graphic design company based near Nashville, Tennessee. I've known Lee for 20 years, and she's a frequent collaborator of mine. In this episode, Lee breaks the concept of visual branding down in a way that everybody can understand. It's everything you needed to know about visual branding, but didn't know to ask. Let's listen in. Welcome to the Simple Marketing Academy podcast. If you're a budget-conscious small business owner who wants to learn more about marketing, join us weekly as Simple Marketing Academy founder Gayla Zoes helps you make sense of today's mind-boggling array of marketing options. So, sit back, relax, and get ready to cut through the confusion, because the Simple Marketing Academy podcast is starting now. Hello, everyone. Gayla Zoes here. For this edition of the Simple Marketing Academy podcast, joining me today is Lee Williams. She's the owner of Amaranth Design, a graphic design branding agency that I've worked with many times. Welcome to the show, Lee. Thank you, Gayla. It's great to be here. So before we dive into our topic, which is visual brand basics, I'd like to start off with a little background about you. People here in Middle Tennessee know you as a graphic designer, as a branding specialist, but I'd like you to share with our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Well, I can go all the way back to the age of nine, actually. When I was in elementary school, I was awarded a scholarship to the Toledo Museum of Art for art lessons every Saturday morning. And I continued those lessons through high school. And that really is what fueled my passion for creating. Um, and, it, and it just has never stopped. So I was one of those people that knew at a very early age what I wanted to do in my life and what was, you know, what my career path was going to be. So I subsequently earned a bachelor's degree in fine arts with a major in graphic design and marketing. And then I pursued my career as a designer starting out in a corporate environment and became communications manager uh, for that corporation. And then I later worked as a creative director for an advertising agency and then ultimately uh, went after my dream of developing my own design business, Amaranth Designs. And that was, my name was established in 2000. Uh, That was the business that I have currently. And I specialize in full-service project execution, including brand and corporate identity, strategy, websites, uh, digital solutions, print and packaging, pretty much anything that has to do with branding and uh, marketing uh, initiatives as far as the visuals I take care of, my team takes care of. 
Well, you and I have worked together on a lot of different projects for a lot of different clients. And, and I was thinking, as you were talking, when, when did we first work together? It would have been sometime around probably 2003, maybe 2004, shortly after I moved to the Nashville area. And yeah, I that- think, it, were, were we working on a website together? I can't even remember. I think that you were working on a website, uh, you were developing content, and uh, I think you reached out to me as a, a you know, collaborative uh, partner to help with the visuals. So, and then, and then through that, we also discovered that we had gone to the same college, which was kind of bizarre. Yes, and you know, speaking of Bowling Green State University in Bowling Green, Ohio, not to be confused with... Western Kentucky University in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, when you mentioned um, the Toledo Museum of Art, I remember going to a Monet exhibit probably in, I don't know, 88, 89, something like that. And that is the most beautiful museum. And you must have had such a great time at those art classes. I did. It was, it was amazing. My parents would pick me up about an hour later than my actual finish time in my classes. I went with some other children that also had scholarships. And we used to just walk around the art museum and we all had our favorite rooms and favorite paintings. And it was just just this wonderful time that we spent every single Saturday just walking through the museum. And they it's actually a world-renowned uh, museum. They have one of the few uh, really extensive glass-blowing uh, facilities in the United States. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful place. I definitely remember that Monet exhibit. I think I went back home well, two or three times while that show was there. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of art, today's topic is visual branding, and we're going to be talking about the basics of creating a visual brand. But I know that not everyone who's listening may be as familiar with the term visual branding as you and I are. So for those who may not be familiar with the concept, explain what a visual brand is and explain all of the elements that go into making one. Well, your visual brand is the visual elements of your brand identity. Think of it like a toolbox and it's all of the visuals that you, the, all the elements that you would use to promote your brand and to uh, let the ideal customer, your ideal customer, you know, know what your personality is and target that audience. That way, through time, after a while, they'll recognize your brand as one they might want to work with. So there's, there's many things you can use in your visual brand, but there's some basics that pretty much everybody needs to have within their brand toolbox. And so the main elements are your logo. That's typically what people will start with. That's kind of the, the framework by which everything is built from. Uh, and then that includes typography and fonts, uh, like the font style and the combination of various fonts that are chosen to support your brand personality. Like, for instance, if you're a technology company, do you align your fonts with a streamlined kind of a simple font? Um, you develop a color palette or a color scheme, and that usually is is derived from your logo. And that that color scheme can influence the perceptions that your audience has. Uh, you know, colors have qualities that can cause certain emotional responses 
there's a, you know, basically psychology of color. So your main palette is usually off of your logo, and that's one or two main dominant colors. And then there's two secondary colors and two to three neutral colors. And then there's imagery, which is the visuals like photographs, illustrations, and that represent your brand's identity. Like, are your photos, how do they reinforce your story? When, what are they saying about your company? Are they consistent with your values? And then lastly, there's graphic elements. And this is not the same as images. These are elements that are like icons, color blocks, infographics, charts. These elements help define and round out your brand style and personality. So those are the basic uh, brand visuals that most companies really need to have. Well, as you were going down that list, I heard you say things like your brand story, your vision, your values. And those are the kinds of things that a lot of small business owners don't often stop to consider before they come to a graphic designer and say, hey, I want a logo. And that's the kind of work that I do with clients, helping them clarify those things. Talk a little bit about how important it is for one of your clients to have done that work before they come to you, and then what can go wrong if they haven't? It's really paramount because if you don't know what your story is or where you're going and all of those you know, decisions and that whole process that you've thought about before you talk to someone like me, there's, there's no roadmap. It's difficult to design out of thin air. I need information. And the more information that you can provide to a designer, the first of all, the, the better product you'll get, the better logo, whatever you're designing. But you need to have that information minimally anyway. So it's, it's very, very important. Occasionally, I'll have somebody that I meet with and they'll show me a logo that somebody else has developed for their company and they'll say, I like this. I want, I want a logo like this, which that, that is never the place to start. Your logo needs to be distinctive and it needs to reflect your personality and your story and your messages. Yeah, and I, I just think that... Um that it can make your work so much more difficult if somebody hasn't thought through that. And I think a lot of people understand what a logo is, but fewer people understand the, the, the concept of a brand message mm-hmm. and in, in words, basically. Right. And they all have to work in harmony. They all have to work with each other. You know, the visual brand, it all it all connects. And so it's, it's also important to make sure that all of these different disciplines are also talking to each other and that they know what's going on with, you know, what, what is the message? How do I, uh, how do I reinforce that with visuals and how do you reinforce that with the message? They all are one, they all are one product. So it's very important that one talks to the other and, uh, you know, you have a good feel for what, what you're after from a mission standpoint. Right. What, one of the things that I see with, with clients that, that I work with is a lot of times they're, 
they're working in their business. They're not necessarily working on it. And there's a big difference because when you're in it, it's kind of like you're in the weeds. You can't necessarily see the big picture. Maybe you can't, you can't see your value proposition through the eyes of your prospective buyers. And what that leads to is the inability to really think conceptually about what you're offering. And those concepts are important because that's what can result in the development of a logo that is really memorable because it's conceptual. It's not literal. Right. Well, and the other thing as far as your brand visuals is even though your your brand is sort of a, a fluid kind of a entity, it's it should be changing as your company changes and grows. But but it still should hold up. So you don't want to be changing your logo and your brand visuals frequently. It's one thing to sort of let them evolve or, you know, they always need to be updated and reviewed and and you need to sort of do a check on whether or not, you know, your all of those elements are working well. But you don't want to go for the the latest fad. It needs to be specific to what you do and how you want to present your story to your potential customers or your existing customers. Mm-hmm. What kinds of companies do you think might be able to get away without a visual brand? I've 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 ha- I've known people to say, "Yeah, I don't need a logo. My company name is good enough." So, is there anybody who can get away without a visual brand? I don't think so. I, I think no. I, I really don't think that you can get away with that because, at the very least, you need to go through that exercise so that you, as a company, know where you're going, where you're headed, and what your story is. And and you can't you can't avoid that. <laughs> you have to do that. So uh, you know, minimally. You need a brand style guide. You need to have a roadmap of, you know, what is appropriate. You can't be using five different fonts. You can't use different colors. You have to keep it tight and consistent. Consistency is probably one of the most important things to remember in terms of getting your message out. You know, sometimes I think companies think that they keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. And we already said that, but that's, that's really the key to strong branding. It just, you just keep, keep, you know, pushing out the same message until it resonates with who you want it to resonate with. So minimally, I'd say you need a a brand style guide. Those can be very, very involved. I just got done with one that was 25 pages. They can be even longer than that. For a small business, typically you can do just a a minimal font guide, color guide, how to use the logo, uh, maybe some, you know, some help with, you know, what kind of format to use for social media, uh, printed material. But um, so you can, you can go big or you can keep it small. Small companies don't need anything so extensive. Uh, you need a brand logo and you need to develop your story personality. And then you need to make sure that your message is understood internally as well as externally. Um, I, it was interesting. A few years ago, I was doing a PowerPoint to a few, some nonprofits and 
I was behind a truck and it had pretty good branding all over the truck. I mean, it was, you know, it was recognizable and I'm sitting behind this truck and he opens the window and he chucks a bag of like Arby's or Burger King or whatever he had just eaten. He just threw it out the window (laughs) and I'm sitting there behind him and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, all the money and energy that this company has spent on external marketing, you know, and visual uh, elements and this guy just destroyed it in one fell swoop, you know, and I mean, and as far as I was concerned, it was, they hadn't, they hadn't conveyed that message to their, their people. So, you know, internally is, is really important too. And I think sometimes businesses forget about that. Well, yeah, that, that's a great example of a visual brand that has nothing to do with colors or shapes. Mm-hmm. It's the visual of the hand with a bag, <laughs> throwing it out the window, in fr- you know, surrounded by people who see the name on this truck and see the, the littering happening from that company truck. Right. It's about, it's about conveying your values, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in that case, we, we know what the values of that particular employee. <laughs> the driver was anyway. Yeah. 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 So t- tell us a little bit about how you can get a visual brand. There are a number of different ways you can go about this. So take us through the options and tell us a little bit about the pros and cons of each option, including how much you might expect to pay. Well, I think first, first of all, like we were talking about, uh, you know, understanding your business and where you want to go and your message and all of that, you really need to do your homework on your options in terms of developing your visual brand as well. So, you know, it's important to do your research, develop your, your company values, your mission, your focus, your story, and know your audience and how to serve them. And then know your industry com- competitors. Um, you can find out about, a, you know, a lot just looking through your competitors and what they're doing and what they're doing well and what they're maybe not doing so well. And then you need to decide on a budget. Um, I can't, I've been to meetings on occasion where I've asked people, what is their budget? And they'll say, we don't have one. You can't develop a brand without a budget. So that's important. And the other important thing is to commit to creating your brand. You have to really know that it's important and want it. And so those, those are some things before you even talk to someone like myself. But once you have decided that you're going to talk to a designer and get your brand going, uh, there's a few options. You could sketch it yourself, which surprisingly enough, a lot of people try to do. Um, and that's your cheapest option, but it looks like you designed it yourself. And like other professions, people that design for a living and have done it for a long time. They, they know what they're doing and they may look, may, it may look like it's easy, but there's definitely talent and science behind it. Okay. Um, I'm dying to know what's, what, what is one of the telltale signs that somebody did their own logo? Um, I would say the use of fonts. They use fonts that they think look really different and interesting and they have absolutely no relevance to what their subject matter is or their story. 
sometimes a lot of people, like I said before, will look at somebody else's logo and say, I'd like that. And it just, it has no, really no relevance to what their company is about. So those are the two things that really kind of stand out. And, and your brand visuals are one of the quickest way to elevate how your audience perceives you. But conversely, it's one of the quickest ways to also convey that your logo was done, you know, in an amateur way. And so it just, it detracts from your business acumen. So that's one way you can do it, which I would not recommend. Or everybody's got a a niece or a friend or somebody in college who likes art and they're kind of good at it. And so they'll see if they can come up with something. And that's an inexpensive approach too, but their talent and experience is relative. So I, I wouldn't really recommend that either. There's also another option of crowdsourced design services that I think some people have given it a try. I'm not sure if it's been successful, but uh, occasionally I'll see somebody post a logo on a social media outlet and, and ask people to vote on logos and they invariably, invariably look so generic. And I've seen a number of them actually by now, and they, they all are very, very similar. So that's, now that has all different kind of price points. You can, you know, you can spend as much or as little as you want, but it's, it's all relative to talent and, uh, and experience, I think. Um, the fourth way is to look for an individual, a freelance person, professional. Uh, really with, uh, with, I would say with this one in the crowdsourced, real, anybody that's going to do any design for you, you absolutely have to look at their portfolio. And I would recommend getting references because that sort of tells you the references give you sort of the inside details on how it was to work with that person. So those are the two things I'd look at with a freelance person. Cost on, cost on logos and uh, visual brand just vary depending on how many elements there are. Uh, that can run anywhere from probably 1000 to, I would say, 5000 And then the last resource would be to hire an advertising agency. And, you know, that would mean they were obviously professional, full service, staff, account executive. Again, I would look at the portfolio and get references. And those, that, that kind of a package might cost anywhere from, I would say, 5000 to 60000 so there's, there's something for everyone. It just depends on what your budget is and, and how aggressively you want to get your brand to market. Most Lee, people. So how about, where does like a freelance.com um, fit into this? Well, like you, you, go to, you go to a website, you go to freelance.com, or I think there are a couple of others, and you say, hey, you know, I want a logo and I want you know, you to submit um, designs and I'll go with the lowest bidder. Like, how, what, where does that fit into this? Well, I think you're, when you're shopping price, that's a little bit problematic because uh, that's really what 
that's not really what you're looking for. You're looking for the right logo that fits your company. So you're going to get a lot of variance. It's a little bit difficult to communicate that way. Um, and to, you know, to get your, it's, I think it's very difficult to communicate that way. I know a lot of people do use those resources, but um, I've had a few customers that have started that way and then just said it just did not work out. I, you know, I think one of the keys is that you need to build a relationship with your creative and anybody that's working on your brand. It, it, you're all a team and you all need to be rowing in the same direction. And it's difficult to do that when you sort of cherry pick like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you're describing is is a relationship that would be very transactional when what you want is a long-term relationship. Right. To have someone who can help your your brand, you can help to help you stay on brand with everything you're doing and then help your brand evolve when it's time. Right. So how do you know what to look for? How do you decide who to use? Well, I would, I would, I guess I would first off look at a, a portfolio, may, maybe ask for referrals. Most people in business are members of some kind of professional organization, if not one, then several. And, and they talk to other people that are in business. And I would start by asking someone if they have used anyone that has done a really good job with design. And that, that's a good place to start because referrals, people, at least I know from myself, I don't refer, I don't refer anybody unless I'm 100% sure that they're going to deliver and deliver an outstanding job. So most people, when they refer, you know, they're good referrals. So I would start with referrals. That's number one. And then, you know, call that person, talk to them, see if there's any you know, see if there's the chemistry is good. If they're uh, sound like they're credible, then ask for uh, ask to look at their portfolio and just get to know them, and then and meet face to face if you can, because that that relationship is pretty important, it, and it'll make your life much easier down the road. Because once you get to know each other's styles, you can you know you can just sort of let let things go and let them take hold of things and you won't have to micromanage. So when you're asking for a cost estimate, how much detail should you expect? Well, a lot of times people will call and they'll say, what's it going to cost to do a logo? That, that is anything from, I mean, it's, the, it's a very wide spectrum. It depends on how many people are in the decision-making uh, process. It depends on, uh, you know, how it just, there's just no easy way to just say, here's what a logo costs. So it's very individual and really you need to talk, do a lot of talking. I need to get as much information as I can so that I can do a good job. Yeah. I think there, there are as many, um, logo or there are as many visual brand identity strategies as there are business owners. There's no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody who tries to tell you that it is one size fits all is somebody that you should definitely not work with. Yeah. I mean, it should be customized, right? That's what you're looking for. That's the key to having a 
successful logo is that it resonates and it represents your company and their values and the products and, and everything that you stand for. So, you know, you're looking for something that's very unique and custom. So it's, so even to start out by saying, I want a logo that looks like this, it's just not going to work. If you're talking about a style, that's one thing, but some people literally want a logo that looks like somebody else's logo, which from a ethics design standpoint, I can't do. Yeah. I, I, I think that somebody like that is really looking for, um, they're looking for something else. You become an order taker at that moment. That's right. And, and that is, that is not, that, that's not just doing you a disservice. It's doing the business owner a disservice because when you have the right graphic designer, you can, you know, somebody who's an artist, what you get from that person is, is, is downloading from their creative awesomeness. And what you end up getting is, is way better than anything that you could have uh, thought of on your own, let alone actually create it. Right. Yeah, most people have some idea of what they, based on what they've seen or think that they like, but but the point, and it's sometimes not great to hear from a owner, business owner standpoint, but uh, sometimes somebody will say, I really love the color purple or green or whatever. And it's kind of, it really doesn't matter what you as the business owner like in terms of color. It has to do with what is going to resonate with your audience and how that relates to your product offering and your, you know, your message. So it's, it is, dif- it's very difficult to sort of separate your own personal aesthetics and taste. You know, you kind of have to subjugate that sometimes for a logo and color scheme and all of those brand visuals that are going to resonate with your audience. And maybe sometimes they don't resonate with you as well as you would like them to, but if they get the job done, then you've made the right decision. Let's, let's boil things down for our listeners as we, as we start to wrap this up. What are the most important things that our listener, whether it's a new business owner or a marketing person or someone who, who wants to make things better, what should they be thinking about and doing if they want to create or maybe refresh their company's visual brand? Well, I think, first of all, you need to define your audience because you, you have to know that before you know how to design visuals or message. So that's number one. And, and then know your brand voice, which that's important too from a messaging standpoint. Uh, and then you need to focus on the information that your target audience is looking for. What, what info do they need to learn about you as a company and what you stand for? And then shape your visuals to connect with your audience's values. Um, you need to develop a strategy that conveys your message in a way that engages and motivates your audience to, to act, either to buy your product or to hire your services. Um, yeah, by focusing on your brand's values and the story and the content, you know, high-quality products and authentic marketing strategies if, you're, if they're created around your customers' needs, you'll be able to build a compelling and memorable visual brand identity. 
Yeah, that's great advice. Lee, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and all of your experience with our audience. Um, It's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Simple Marketing Academy podcast. If you enjoyed the show, why not leave a review? It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback. And speaking of feedback, if there's a topic you'd like us to address on the podcast, let us know. Just drop us an email at info at simplemarketing.academy. The Simple Marketing Academy podcast will be back next week with more straight talk about marketing your small business. See you there.